When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's an American manager in the English Premier League. It's Jesse Marsh. He just took over at Leeds United after the club fired Marcelo Bielsa. And John Muller is here to explain how the Americans' tactical ideas could work in Leeds' relegation fight. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, March 1st. First, as usual, it's your TV guide for today. All times are Eastern, and we have a bunch of really good cup competitions happening today, as you might think appropriate for midweek. First in England, the FA Cup. At 2.15 p.m., Peterborough United hosts Manchester City. That's on ESPN+. Peterborough United are in the championship. They beat Bristol City and QPR on the way to face Manchester City, who are, of course, in a title race at the top of the Premier League. Then at 2.30 p.m., still in the FA Cup, Crystal Palace hosts Stoke City. And then at 2.55 p.m., Middlesbrough hosts Tottenham Hotspur. There's also a Premier League game today, just as a side note. Uh, At 2.45 p.m., Burnley hosts Leicester City. That'll be on Peacock. The FA Cup isn't the only cup happening in Europe today. There's also the Coupe de France. Uh, The semifinals are happening now. Nice is hosting Versailles. Versailles is in the fourth tier. They're a semi-pro team. They beat Bergerac in the last round and really just kind of an incredible, unlikely game between two lower division sides. Uh, nice are third in Ligue 1, and the winner will play either Nantes or Monaco in the final. An interesting note about this game, it was supposed to be in Versailles, according to the draw, but they reversed the tie, which means that Nice is going to host it because Versailles' stadium was deemed not to be up to snuff to, in order to host this game which might just go to show how small of a team they are and how big of an underdog they are in this particular game. So if you want to see another classic David versus Goliath matchup, tune in to be in sports at 3 p.m. for the Coupe de France. There's also a really, really big Coppa Italia game. We're in the semifinals there. They do two-legged semifinals. This is the first leg, AC Milan versus Inter Milan Classic Milan Derby. Uh, The first leg will be on CBS Sports Network and Paramount Plus at 3 p.m. today. Uh, the second leg takes place in April, and the winner of this tie plays either Fiorentina or Juventus in the final of the Coppa Italia. There's also some Liga Emekis happening today at 8 p.m. Toluca versus Tijuana. That is on Tudene. And then at 10 p.m., also on Tudene, America versus Caretaro. All right, let's send it over to John with some information on Jesse Marsh. All right, it is Tuesday, and John Muller, usually we have you on the show on Monday, but uh, you were on the show a lot last week, and also we have news. We do, big news, yeah. Uh, Big news. Uh, Jesse Marsh is the new manager of Leeds United after Marcelo Bielsa and the club parted company. Over the weekend, they've been in some really rough form. Lately, they lost 4-0 to Tottenham most recently, and Jesse Marsh, of course, was the head coach of RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga 
earlier this season. Uh, things didn't go so well for him there. He had uh, some some form issues. You know, the team didn't really seem like it was adapting very well to to what he wanted them to do. So he got kind of the quick hook there. But now he's back. He's in the Premier League. There are all sorts of takes and replies. Uh, but John, you're here to focus on sort of what the data tells us and what we can expect. So based on what you've been looking at so far today and since this news became public, um, and also just what you know from watching Marsh teams in the past over over the years, he's known as a pressing coach, a coach that enjoys having his teams press and, and harass the opposition. But you could say that about a lot of coaches in, in the modern game. So what is it yeah. that makes Jesse Marsh uh, different or unique, if anything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jesse Marsh, like the the current version of Jesse Marsh that we have now, what, his ideology about how to play soccer was almost entirely formed by Ralph Rangnick. He is yep. Rangnick purist, uh, probably even more than Ralph Rangnick himself is these days at Manchester United. Uh, and, and when he's had time to really work with a team, he's tried to uh, build his teams around basically two things, counter-pressing and getting to goal fast after winning the ball. Uh, so fast attacking transitions and counter-pressing. So like you said, pressing is popular, I guess, right? Pressing is cool. Sure. Everybody presses. Uh, but pressing can mean a lot of different things, and you can do it in a lot of different ways. Um, and the way that Marsh likes to do it is specifically during uh, defensive transitions. That's like that's kind of the centerpiece of this whole Rangnick ideology, right? Uh, is that you you go direct to goal, you're going to lose the ball a lot. When you lose the ball, you're going to try to win it back. Uh, Rangnick thinks within eight seconds. Marsh thinks within eight seconds because what Rangnick says, Marsh says. Um, sure. And so so he's not so much concerned with uh, pressing high against the opponent's buildup. In fact, he'll frequently sit back a little bit. He'll stay compact. Uh, he usually plays a 4 one 4 uh, and, you know, like every other team, they have some pressing triggers that will then make them go from that sort of zonally oriented defense into man oriented pressing or what Marsh calls ball oriented pressing, uh, where multiple guys will attack the ball, other guys will come behind. Um, so they do, you know, they do press in that conventional way, but what they're really all about is that defensive transition phase. And I think that they are kind of uniquely committed to throwing numbers at the ball after a turnover and they have specific tactics for how they do that, that Marsh likes to, to talk about. Um, and so I think that he's really good at coaching a team to do that. The question is, is he good at coaching a team to do everything else? And given the way that he likes to press and the way that Marcelo Bielsa liked to press or man mark, uh, which was very different, uh, you know, are yeah. these two things going to mesh? I think they do have some things in common, right? Both Bielsa and Marsh, uh, you know, play a very like physically demanding style. Their guys run a lot. Uh, but there are also a lot of differences, and we saw at Leipzig that uh, you know implementing Marsh's style can take time. It can have some hiccups, and it you know they they've got 12 games left in the season to to turn this around and avoid relegation. And it's not clear to me whether Marsh is going to be able to do that in that time that he's given. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, you said a couple things there that that I think are interesting. First of all, the style that you're sort of that you're describing has proven in the past and would seem just on its face to have to take a long time to to implement because everybody kind of has to be coordinated. If one if you're out of sync, then instantly a whole lot of space opens up and the opposition can counterattack you very quickly and easily and effectively. Yeah. Um, do you anticipate that this is you know maybe a difficulty that it'll have and also like you mentioned that him uh, that marsh and bielsa differ a lot even though they seem on their face to be somewhat similar coaches what's sort of the biggest difference you you would identify is it simply those those sort of pressing tr- triggers or um is it is it something else uh, I, I think they're different on the ball and off the ball uh, bielsa tends to have uh, what we like to call more ideas in possession. Uh, you know, sure. he's, he's big on uh, rotations, on passing patterns. His team does tend to hold the ball for a long time, and they they don't always attack quickly. Uh, Marsh really only likes to attack quickly. Uh, you know, when when he was coaching the New York Red Bulls in MLS, we always joked in American Soccer Analysis that they broke every metric we could throw at them because they were just so relentlessly direct. Uh, you know, it was just almost impossible to measure them in a way that compared to how other soccer teams played. Um, and, and that's not how Leeds plays in possession. And then off the ball, uh, yeah, again, like Bielsa had his guys literally man-marking guys all over the field, which is very weird. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just not how soccer teams play now. It's how they played, you know, 40 years ago. But there's a reason that soccer kind of moved away from that because – once you you know have experience playing against a man marking team, it's relatively easy to figure out ways to exploit that. And I think that you know after a couple of years in the Premier League, uh, you know after a couple of reps of going against Leeds, teams started to figure out how to exploit that. You know, reach back into the 1980s and and remember those tactics. Uh, so so yeah. Marsh is gonna you know <laughs> step one is gonna be like okay, let's make this defense operate like a normal defense. You know, in lines with pressing triggers, not just kind of getting dragged all over the field. That's probably doable because all these guys have played in systems like that before, right? That's that's not right. too hard. Uh, you know, wh- whether he can teach his pressing triggers and whether he can teach coordinated counterpressing in the time that he's given, because like you said, that's that's a really risky game, right? It's it's high risk, high reward. You're throwing a lot of numbers high up the field at the ball. You're leaving a lot of space on the far side of the field. You're leaving potential space behind you. Uh, you know that teams can learn to exploit. And if you're not well coordinated, yeah, you you can get ripped open in transition. You can also get ripped open if you don't have buy-in. And I think that that was a major issue that he had at RB Leipzig was that these players, you know, yeah, they had, they had learned, a lot of them had learned how to play the style under Ralph Rangnick in 2018-19. Then they played two years under Julian Nagelsmann, who played uh, a much more uh, kind of positional play style. He, he played, uh, he, he had ideas in possession, right? In the way that Marsh sure. supposedly yeah. did not. And, they, and the players complained about that. They said, well, you know, like Marsh doesn't really coach us on what to do with the ball because he wants to play against the ball all the time. Uh, and so I, I think that that will be a challenge for Leeds. Uh, now, all that all that said, I, I do think that Marsh's pressing game is uh, super effective when it works. And I've written about kind of the ways that his counter-pressing game actually mirrors uh, the way that he likes to play in possession. And I think that when you get both of those things clicking together, 
the team is very fast and very well coordinated and very dangerous. And it's actually really like, it's ugly to watch a lot of the time, but when it's working right, it's beautiful to watch because uh, you know, you just go seamlessly from attack to defense to attack and you're pushing the ball straight at the opponent's goal the entire time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, having watched, you know, his teams in MLS closely for years, I can, I can definitely uh, vouch for that. Um, one last thing, and this is putting you on the spot a little bit here because we didn't talk about this, but you mentioned Ralph Ragnick, you know, probably no fewer than four or five times just in the course of this interview. It seems to come up all the time when you talk to uh, talk about Jesse Marsh and sort of his coaching philosophy. Ralph Ragnick, of course, now currently the interim manager of Manchester United. Um, do you think that we could see, since these two managers are so similar, Leeds playing something similar to what Ralph Rangnick is trying to install at Manchester United? Do you think Leeds maybe has personnel that's better suited to that sort of style than than Manchester United does? Or, you know, how do you see those two teams playing out as compared to each other, considering that those two coaches are now in charge of those teams? I, I think that in some ways Leeds is maybe better suited to become a, you know, kind of ideologically pure Rangnick style team uh, than Manchester United is. And yeah. part of that is just that, you know, they've, they've been kind of a system club for a while. Uh, players are used to kind of all buying into a, a strange way of playing soccer in a way that Manchester United, uh, you know, they, they kind of wanted to stick with more or less who they were and how they played. And Rangnick has had to adapt to them uh, much more than the team adapting to him. And so I, I also think that, you know, just the, the physicality and the kind of commitment to off-ball work uh, will kind of translate seamlessly. That's what Victor Orta has emphasized when he's explained why he hired Marsh. You know, he's been co- sort of courting him for a couple of years behind the scenes and had him lined up, you know, to replace Bielsa uh, this summer if Bielsa left. And, you know, that whole thing just got pushed up. But but Orta has had Marsh in mind as the guy who suited this squad for those reasons. And, yeah, I can I can sort of see the rationale there. I just think that it's, it's going to be a real challenge, uh, you know, with these 12 games left to – uh, to implement any kind of system, you know, I hope yeah, that they definitely. stay up and, and by next season. Yeah. Maybe then we'll, we'll get to see what Marsh is really all about. Well, those 12 games start this weekend with a visit to Leicester city. Uh, that's really all of these games, like all these games that are the ones that they need to get a result or get a win or a tie or something to get out of that relegation zone uh, until then, until at least until we know more, John Muller, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us on the show today. Thanks. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic. And you can subscribe to The Athletic for $1 a month for the first six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening and happy soccer to you all.